0: back to two-headed game master i'm cosmo the first head
1: i'm dane the climate crisis head because it's hot
0: still hot people you said it two weeks ago and we're probably going to say it for the next like six episodes yep because uh it's toasty Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. Uh, Dane, what are we talking about today?
1: Well, uh, today we're going to be talking about them RPG expectations mm-hmm. and how to manage them. Because sometimes they can get out of control. Yeah. Um, so... There's lots of different ways to play and many different sorts of players and GMs. Yeah. Many different types of adventures. We get that. But, uh, you know, everybody is comparing themselves all the time, or at least I am, mm-hmm. to the media that they see. And we want to, we wanted to just have a
0: conversation today uh, about just the idea of, of managing and setting your expectations so that when you do play... You have a good time and you're not bummed out because your expectations were, you know, off. And I will say just like right at the beginning, as a blanket, a lot of this is going to be communication. We mm-hmm. talk about that all the time. Game masters, you need to communicate. Players, communicate with your game masters. That's just, you know, we. it's on the board. It's, it's, always, on it's the board.
1: always on the board. It's always on the board. Haven't taken it off the board. No, it's never going to go off
0: the board. There's no need for it to. Uh, so a lot of the stuff is going to be like fucking communicate, but we're talking about some ideas and some, some reasons why, uh, some reasons why you might feel like you're not getting what you want or mm. some, some ways in which, uh, your, your role playing might be different than what you initially you're expected expecting how different. to, okay. how to manage those expectations. So that you all have a good time. Yes.
1: The first thing we want to talk about is don't compare your experiences with professional entertainment. Yeah. Uh, Because there's some key differences there. Yeah. There's, I mean, I don't don't think anyone at the beginning,
0: back in like, you know, the late 70s would have looked at this hobby and been like, this is going to someday be
1: entertainment yeah this is going to be like for listening
0: and yeah. this is going to be audio visual entertainment mm. but now we live in the era of um, TikTok. you know well <laughs> tiktok's too short for an adventure <laughs> i was gonna say before you spiked my wheels I was gonna say we live in the era of things like Critical Role and Adventure Zone and Dungeons and Daddies, you know,
1: and Dimension Twenty,
0: and Dimension Twenty, yeah, like,
1: and you
0: know and actually, like, kind of a lot, a lot more than that. Yeah, um, us, those yeah. those are some big ones. Yeah, us. Hey, look at us on the internet. We are not really professional entertainers. Actually, no. I would I would put us still more f- much firmly in the like home hobbyist. Okay, all
1: right, room to grow, room to grow.
0: First, first sir. For sure. We got some ideas, though. But yeah, uh, it is a hobby. It can be really unhealthy to compare yourself to professional entertainment. Mm-hmm. Harmon Quest, that's another one. There I love Harmon
1: Quest. Um, but yeah. So, so we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about uh, establishing tone. Mm-hmm. The tone of the game that you are playing or you want to play. Uh, and then just the depths of
0: role-playing. Yeah, different levels of role-playing and different sorts of role-playing.
1: Because we come in all shapes and sizes. Yeah.
0: So, all right. Beck,
1: it's a hobby. Professional entertainments. Don't
0: compare yourself to them.
1: Yes. Uh, for the most part, I mean, we're in this uh, group, we're hobbyists. Like, it's it's the thing we like to do in our spare time. We have day jobs that pay the bills.
0: Mm-hmm. We do this for fun. We don't do this for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just, like, we're not lucky enough for the most part to get to do this for pay.
1: Or maybe we're not good enough.
0: Maybe we're we not good We don't know enough. that
1: yet, though, because we've never been given a chance. Yeah, we've so, never like,
0: been lucky enough to get a chance, yes. so we'll never know how good we actually are. hmm But, um...
1: <laughs> so, there's lots <laughs> yeah. to, to like about the hobby. Um it's very fun to uh, participate in it um, and in recent times it's been very entertaining to watch it yeah, be done to consume other people especially funny people mm-hmm. who you
0: know make of this hobby a show
1: yes you know and and I like consuming uh, this kind of stuff, like, as entertainment, you know, as shows, like, you know, listening to it uh, via podcast, Um, and, like, most of it is actually, like, you know, behind a paywall on, like, you know, actually watching it on, like, YouTube or other streaming services. So, I'm not, I don't really pay for it like that, but, like, I listen to a podcast and have a great time.
0: But there's, like, there's something there's some fundamental differences that you're not going to be able to achieve. And it kind of has nothing to do. It has nothing to do with this sort of like mythical Matt Mercer effect. The idea that like players are going to be disappointed that you're not delivering on, on the level of critical role. That's not really the issue. The issue is that just like, you're not going to be able to devote four or five hours every week to this. Mm -hmm. So, it's just like it's never going to hit those same levels probably of of devotion and and like preparation. Like the prep that you do, if you do prep for, you know, four hours every single week, then you're going to be over prepping and you're not going to see the payoff for all of that. But if you are running a stream or a podcast where it's your job to do it every week, Then, you know, you're going to be able to explore a lot more. You're going to be able to dive a lot deeper into things like character backstory. You're going to be able to do uh, solo sessions where you, you know, do a flashback for a specific character. And these are all like fucking awesome things that I would love to be able to do. But it's really, really hard when you are just, you know, a group of hobbyists Mm. who meet once a week if you're doing great. Probably more like once a month.
1: Well, and that being said, even if you are able to do those awesome things, like, to expect them to be at the top-tier entertainment value of those said professionals... Yeah,
0: professional writers and voice actors and
1: comedians. Comedians. um, Like, you're you're probably going to be a little disappointed if those are your expectations. mm -hmm. Because not everybody is you know a star or a great writer that can you know yeah that can play
0: i would say though so yeah like the last thing time and money these are these are kind of the main differences between the versions of this hobby that are professional and done for entertainment time and money players and game masters alike have much more time and money to devote to it than most of us do and we say it's a hobby. Don't compare yourself to the professional entertainment. I would say don't compare yourself in like a tearing yourself down kind of way. But still consume it and aspire to it. If you find like,
1: entertainment, you that's you hear fun.
0: you hear people doing great voices, or you're like really impressed by uh, the narrative payoff of one of these shows. You should you should absolutely aspire to that level of uh, you know depth there's a lot
1: of lessons you can take and like you can steal stuff like oh Mm. man i really like how this dungeon master played this out Mm -hmm. like that was pretty cool if that situation ever comes up in my game i want to do it like that that's cool that's fine i don't think you're going to be disappointed that way yeah you know if if it doesn't work out great don't like blame anybody. It's like, oh man, I totally gave you this lead and like you as the player didn't bite down on it and now I'm upset. You know, that's that's a little unfair.
0: Yeah. So you know, look at this stuff, consume this stuff, have a great time with it, aspire to be you know, aspire to be like it, steal stuff from it all the time. Mm-hmm. It's
1: I mean what's that you know, it's a game same, of stealing. Uh fuck too hot um (laughs) something about plagiarism like you steal from one person it's plagiarism you steal from everybody that's just writing yeah that's just that's just writing or good
0: artists you know good artists copy great artists steal Mm -hmm. so you know you see you see some cool stuff in a in a critical role stream fucking just steal it steal what you like and make your Mm -hmm. game better make your game better by this stuff but don't like don't measure yourself against it and then get down on yourself about
1: yeah, it. Yeah, don't... Don't um, get down on yourself about it. Because if it's fun for you and it's fun for your players, then it's fun. Yeah. Like, you've succeeded. And then, yeah, you've Success. succeeded. It's
0: a hobby. This is, like, it's meant to be a fun mm-hmm. thing that you do because you all like it
1: and you like hanging out together. So... And it, it doesn't need to be, you know, like... End to end, everybody's laughing, like after every you know little quip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As long as like everyone's having a good time, then you've won. You've made it. Yeah. So,
0: the next thing we want to talk about is the idea of tone, and and, and this can
1: help uh, settle your. Um, Expectations, right? Because, like, you know, let's throw out some tones there, right? You know, mm-hmm. grim, dark, humorous, satirical, mm-hmm. um, heroic,
0: yeah, you right. know, lighthearted. It could be, you know, th- these are these are all different sort of like uh, these are all different tonal notes that your mm-hmm. adventures might hit, and Styles, you might hit all of them, you know? yeah, but.
1: One um, campaign could be at times very dark. Yeah. And at times very humorous yeah. and like slapstick. Very right? funny. And I think I think the best
0: stuff is usually a blend of all of it. Mm. Um well, okay, the best media. I I I, I feel uh, like Okay, the best entertainment media is usually a blend. Yeah. Um stuff that uh, like horror or um like thriller is usually improved by moments of levity when like characters get a second to like break the tension and have a, have a joke that lets you have a breath, but -hmm. then you like refocus on the horror or whatever. Um, the, the art form of pen and paper role-playing I think is still a little too young to apply all the lessons of like, you know, novel writing and screenplay to it. Like it's, it's weird. It's just different, but I think achieving achieving the tone that you want to achieve is important and it's hard to achieve that if you don't have a conversation about what tone
1: you want to go for. Right, go back to the board communication Communicate. Blah, blah blah blah. So if you are like If you're expecting a, you know, a yeah. grim, dark, gritty dungeon crawl, uh-huh. Say that's what you've designed as yeah. the
0: game master, okay. right? And it's kind of important to you that you hit this. Like it's going to be a lot like Diablo. It's a it's a really kind of just like run downtown with a lot of spooky stuff going on when you go down into the dungeon. Like oh hella dangerous, and that's the tone. And you're it's it's fairly important to you that that's what you achieve. You kind of need to like share that to some degree with your players so that no one makes a meme character.
1: Yeah, and it might feel a little awkward because like i definitely um get that sometimes it's like that's um like that's not gonna fit Mm -hmm. but like how do i how do i say it in a way that's not just gonna shut the player down it's hard Mm -hmm. uh but you know open clear communication and just be like "Mm, this isn't really what i'm going for you know maybe let's let's discuss you know all right, I can put what I planned like aside and like. Or well, you can say. You do know, we want to do something else?
0: Say, say you're doing this grimdark thing. You're doing a like, you know, you you've played Darkest Dungeon or Diablo, and you're like, this is kind of the vibe I want to go for. And someone's like, oh, I want to be a like a horny bard. I want to do the meme bard. And you're like, mm, I don't know. Ask them. Tell them like, okay, well, this is the vibe I'm going for. How do you think that character would like? play in this space how would they you know how would they work in this space as long as you communicate you're probably going to end up you're probably going to find out that like there is some common ground that you can both find and you're like oh this character is uh you know secretly just as traumatized as everybody else but instead of being good at hitting stuff they like they use their levity to to help the rest of the party or something. And now stuff is starting to like fit into the tone because you had a conversation. You start to get on the same well, page.
1: That's one way I could go. Mm. Uh, I was kind of more angling towards like it's okay to like change it up. Like if you had stuff planned, that's yeah, then, that's like, also oh, very true. Well, like that's I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, get into your character because like the next session, you guys were gonna. You know all get curses or whatever you know it's going to be very dark um like it's okay just to you know change tones midway through you know the campaign or whatever if that's okay with everybody right if you're like yeah i don't know i just i feel like i want to be uh you know a silly bard right now okay i'm going to you know let's make a compromise and maybe it's like oh yeah Actually, the bard is kind of you know fucked up on the inside, so like that's gonna fit in here with what you plan, but you know also just uh, you know compromise. Mm-hmm. It could go either way. The players don't always have to shove themselves in somewhere. Maybe the 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 game master makes a change on their side. Yeah, and
0: since you since you're the game master and you're making everything, it's. Well, okay. It's it's maybe a little counterintuitive. You might think, you know, oh, the player, it's easier for the player to make a new character and to conform a little better to my system or my, uh, not my system. Tone. The tone of the campaign that you want to run. But it's actually probably easier for you to adjust your yeah. your campaign tone because, you know, players are players oftentimes because they want to play mm-hmm. and this would actually be a really interesting piece of data, and I have no I have no idea if this is true. But I think most people who enjoy this hobby are players. I mean, they just kind of have to be, right? Um, I just
1: looked it up. Um, I got a picture of a butt. I look like Dr. Evil. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could be included as a butt. No, I was just doing a meme, sorry. Um, so, I, I think more... Well, they're, I think they're, you're right. They're, they're players because they want to be players. And if they wanted to be game
0: masters and inventing stuff all for themselves, they would well, probably be stepping into
1: that role. I think uh, you're right about just there are more players because, like, you know, the classic meme of, like, oh, the forever DM. Yeah, we and, all like, want to
0: play, but who's mm, going to be a dungeon master? Yeah. And... I've heard another thing is that, you know, there are three types of dungeon masters. Mm -hmm. There are, you know, sickos who enjoy the control. Yeah. There are people who have a story they want to tell. And I feel like that's how I definitely got started in it. Maybe I said this exact thing before. And then the third type and the most common type is the people who are game masters because no one else would. You get a group and you're like, this sounds fun. Someone has to be a game master Mm -hmm. and someone eventually steps up. And when we first got started, that was Dane. We were hoping that another group would kind of. But well, then adopt I turned us. into
1: one of those fucking sickos. <laughs>
0: uh, I've never really played for a sicko. I've never met that first kind. I feel like that's a relic of oh, an really? older era of the hobby. I've met him because he's me. Because he's me. Wait, that's not how they mean. They say fine. it. I'll, we'll walk it back. Wait, I forget what Luke says.
1: Eh. Of but, course I know him. Of course I know him. That man is me. He's me. Yeah. Okay. Um, Whatever. Terrible Star Wars reference. Woo! Uh, okay. So, yes. Um, oh, okay. Compromise. Let me,
0: yeah. Let me finish what I was saying. The it's probably easier for you as a game master because you're already the one creating, spinning this you know world out of nothing. Yes. It's probably easier for you to make a little adjustment in terms of the tone and accommodate your players than it is to tell your players... Think of something else. Bad job, bad character, mm. do something different.
1: Yeah. Um, I would agree with that. I would say it's a lot easier for the game master to be like, all right change up just the way they play the NC and yeah, You just you tweak the dials and now it's
0: it's less grimdark and it's more, you know, like He Man like yeah. Saturday morning cartoon sure. kinda. You can still do epic stuff. Mm. You can still have cool bad guys. Yeah. You just change the tone a little bit. Mm. It's not uh, you know, dying of dysentery mm. in a gutter.
1: Yes. And speaking of epic stuff, like not every session or campaign is gonna be that like you know tear jerker epic yeah you know where they the players do great deeds like I've had a session just in a market where like everybody was like my mistake is the game master be like okay market what does everybody do mm-hmm. and then everybody's like well I'm going this way and I'm going this way and then like everybody splits so then it's like okay well now I have a five-player party, and I have to fucking talk to each one of them separately, and, and then it's going to be the, just the whole fucking day. Mm-hmm. And it was, and it sucked. But, I mean, it wasn't that bad, I feel like, hopefully.
0: <laughs> but on the, like, on the topic of managing expectations, mm-hmm. if there is uh, like, There's going to be some mundane yeah, shit. Yeah, and- And not even necessarily mundane in the sense, like, it could be mundane in terms of, like, oh, we're just, like, we're fighting some more goblins today. Mm. We're fighting some more cultists. It's okay as long as you are enjoying the time you spend together for a session to just Mm. be a, you know, a bit of just working forwards you just like you got to fight some guys to move through this area and maybe that's that takes all night mm-hmm. that's all you did was I just punch a couple guys this
1: goes on both sides of the table here for game masters and players like yeah, 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 yeah like their your preferences are going to differ slightly so like maybe fighting goblin, just fighting goblins every second of gameplay is like what one player really likes mm-hmm Right, but that's not necessarily gonna be what everybody likes. Maybe maybe the GM doesn't even like running that because it kind of gets monotonous or whatever. So, if somebody is having fun, like maybe they're just two players are arguing about how they set up camp. Like, if they're having a good time doing that, try to just like you know check yourself and be like, okay. This isn't my cup of tea. I'm gonna. I can't wait till we get to the next part. So, maybe instead of checking out and just grumbling about it, maybe my character steps in and like solves a problem. You know, for example, Avatar: the Last Airbender. Love it, <laughs> right? Sokka and Katara arguing about setting up camp. Aang's like, well, why don't you just switch jobs? Yeah, switch jobs? You don't want to? Mm-hmm. You don't? You don't think we need a tarp? Well, okay don't bother with it you go do the firewood Mm -hmm. thing so you know if yeah if they're having a great time arguing about how to set up camp and it's not really your jam don't just check out and be like oh that was a horrible session we didn't get to do anything try to help yeah try to help maybe ask for something else step into you know Maybe you know,
0: that's that's a pretty great thing. Like you're having a terrible time because this session is devolving into like a market uh-huh. adventure. But you're the player who likes fighting and you're not you're not down with it. Ask the game master, because this is the sort of thing that I would love that like let me stretch my, you know, creative and uh improvisational muscles as a game master if a player was like I look for like something specific. I look for like underground boxing in mm. the, in the yeah. taverns okay. because they want to do a little dice rolling. They want to mm. like get in a fight and then you're like, oh, okay. And then you have to improv real quick. Like, okay. You talk to a couple people, they're shady, but one guy after you slip them a couple coins points you to like the mm. basement of this place. And now they get to do a mini game of like deck saves and unarmed attacks to, mm. you know,
1: box with somebody Because that's what they wanted to do. Give them what they want. Mm. You know what we are touching on here right now is like the levels of, of, or the depths of role-playing. The depths of role-playing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We're talking about like thinking, so like, oh, it's kind of dragging right now, but how would your character improve this situation? Like, yeah. Right. you want to have fun getting a fight, yeah. My character looks for, you know, an underground boxing ring. Mm Mm-hmm. Or something like that. And then, you know, so like that's that's
0: taking the expectations of role playing, taking taking your disappointment or satisfaction with the role playing experience, taking it into your own hands mm-hmm. and being like, I want this. Can I try and find this? Yeah. And so uh, especially if you can do it in terms of your what your
1: character right, would do. Right. Cause like all right, so let's uh so sometimes play it like just rolling dice oh it's role playing like all you do is you fight goblins and you roll dice to see who it's that's fine Mm -hmm. right
0: especially in the beginning like Mm -hmm. people who are new to this hobby regardless of what game you start with it's going to be a lot of like you know lead them by the nose to the decision and then be like what do you do or even like you know do you fight, or do you do you say something, or do you stay silent? Like giving giving your players like mm. a binary, yes, um, giving them a one or the other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, um, it's it's okay if that's all it is at first. Mm-hmm. Um, so like on the game master side, manage your expectations. If you're work if you're working with a new group of players or players who are new to the hobby, control your expectations and be mindful that they might not be comfortable with anything more than that mm-hmm. especially for the first couple of times right
1: like new oh these players have never played before it's not going to be you know uh, gut busting and laughs 100% of the time it's probably going to be a lot of checking the rules and being like wait what can my character do yeah. reading kind of character
0: sheets and, mm-hmm. and being awkward
1: when they're asked something mm-hmm. To yeah And probably a lot of responding out of character and being like, wait, what's going on? Or like,
0: can I do this? Mm -hmm. And you want to, maybe you're like, oh, well, I mean, your character would know what they already do, but it's okay. Stuff just like moves a little slower at first.
1: So Matt Colville um, has Mm -hmm. a pretty good video uh, about this type of thing. Nice Um, long one. It's just called role playing. Yeah. It's in in his running the game
0: series and it's just called role playing. Yeah. We'll put a link in the uh, episode description, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, so if you want to check that out. Um, And he goes through a lot of stuff, and he has a couple examples. But one of the things he talks about are these, like, levels of role-playing. And he talks Mm -hmm. about, like, lowercase role-playing and uppercase role-playing. And I feel like we added a a third one. So, like, the lowest level is role-playing R-O-L-L, just like rolling. Mm -hmm. Rolling dice. Yes. You know, that's the bottom level. Or the, you know, the basic level, the entry level. And then there's role-playing. Role, R-O-L-E. Which is, Good spelling. you know, <laughs> uh, making decisions in character and, you know, doing stuff like a voice if you feel like you can do something like that. And then he talks about, like, capital R role-playing, which is the, the sort of, like, Actory exercise of really thinking about, like, motivation and what a character who is fundamentally different from you would do in this mm. novel situation. And those are all okay, right? Those are all perfectly fine ways to play. Yeah, nothing, nothing in there is wrong. Mm-hmm. But you might have certain expectations, especially if you just, like, you, you know, consumed
1: Critical Role and be like, yeah, I want to play You're like, D&D I consumed
0: the whole first, uh, first campaign arc, and I'm so horny for this. Which and is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get horny. F- fucking do it, and be stoked about it. And when you play, aspire to those to those heights of drama and mm-hmm. comedy and fucking storytelling. Absolutely, do. Aspire to them. Yes. But maybe manage your expectations because it might take you a while to like get that deep mm-hmm. into it. Um on both the player and role uh, uh player game and game master side.
1: And if you can get there on your first try, fucking call me yeah. and tell me how. Cause it's you know, it's awkward. It's awkward to like make up a guy and like do a voice for
0: them and then be like, Oh, I'm not just doing their voice, I'm like living at this guy. Mm-hmm. I'm pretending I'm this guy in a world that doesn't exist, but I'm treating it like it does.
1: And you know, it's hard you're, to get there. It's, practice it's makes perfect. It's right? awkward. It's and weird. then we can discuss like, oh, there isn't actually a perfect, but practice makes yeah. better. All yeah. right. Yeah. So like, you know, maybe you do start with a voice and like, you know, Arlette and Matt Colville talk about that. Mm-hmm. But like, that's not bad. Like, just because you're not there yet doesn't mean you can't do a voice. No. Right. Don't make it the focus. But you don't have to do a voice at all either. Yeah. You can do the, you know,
0: mm. you can do great role playing. Yeah you don't have to have a funny voice. No. Right? But if that helps you, great, do it. Right? But expectation-wise, you know, don't be bummed out at yourself that you're not, like, nailing an accent every time. Don't be pissed at your players because they're not Mm -hmm. doing, you know, the appropriate accents. Don't be pissed at your game master for
1: not doing the voices. Yeah, for
0: not, like, having a fucking cast of characters Mm. fully voiced for you. That's, you know, that's
1: unfair. It's tough. It's tough for everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, so just basically um just chill vibes, right? Like chill vibes. You know, have fun with it. Try to improve and if you like you got something to say, be like, oh well I think you could really improve, you know, game master. I would like it when you do this. You know, be be kind and constructive, not uh you know, not mean and 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 tear downy. y. And tear down yeah. <laughs> Right? Um, yeah. Because the chan- chances are it's not your session that you play on the week, you know, weeknights every other week or whatever. Uh, it's not going to be professional entertainment level. And that is okay. Mm hmm.
0: It might never be. It probably never will be professional entertainment level. But you will right. all get better. Talk about what you want. Talk about the tone. Talk about the sort of adventure it's going to be. You know, is it going to be hack and slashy? Is it going to be a mystery? Is it going to be, um, is it going to be like intrigue and, and mm. politics?
1: These things need to be kind of known ahead of time. Mm. And I think it makes it really good when they are known ahead of time yeah. because you're like, if the game master's like, it's going to be a mystery. Yeah, you have it in your. The players have it in their head that, like, oh, it's going to be a mystery. So it's they're going to be, be looking for clues. They're yeah. going to be looking to connect the dots. They're going to
0: be looking for clues themselves. They're going to be trying to, like, catch it themselves, not their characters. But then they're also going to be thinking, like, what could my character do that's detective-y to, like, help push this mystery along? Mm. That sort of thing. So, you know, communication is super key. Uh on the board it's on the board it's always on the board talk with your players players talk to each other game masters clearly tell your players what's going on and what you you know what you expect ask your players what their expectations are mm. and what their vibes are get on the same page vibes wise mm. and remember that it's supposed to be fun
1: yes i guess it's supposed to be fun yeah and if you are just the you know the roll the dice type that's cool too um the more you practice at you know getting deeper into your character and like you know what matt colville would call the you know uppercase role playing Mm -hmm. you know the more you try that the better you're going to get at it
0: yeah and then yeah you do all these things you think about all these things be conscious of all these things and you're just be perfect every time yeah just fucking nail it (laughs) (laughs) if you if you consider this stuff and you keep it in your mind you hold this these ideas you'll have more fun and that's the whole point right it's a hobby no one's doing this because like their mom made them and they're in trouble
1: that might start to be a thing though
0: what you have to go to the well, nerd like, basement and yeah, play?
1: the the you know because now people who are like super nerds right are parents, uh-huh. so like you know just like the way it just took a little bit to catch up because like you know oh my dad played football so he put me in football yeah like that could start to be a thing yeah. now it's they like my push mom, up their glasses and yeah. they go my dad
0: played Dungeons and Dragons and so he made me play in the Dungeons yeah. and Dragons club at
1: school yeah. <laughs> so you know, times times they do be a changing I guess so. That uh, that makes it
0: sound bad, though, and worse. And I mean, some people, <laughs> yeah, some people suck.
1: I guess, yeah, some people suck, and I'm sure there's toxic tables out there. But yes, but for the most part, it's probably because you because you fun. want to have fun, right? Yes. Like it's a hobby. Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: But yeah. Okay. Uh. So yeah, we talked about uh. Comparing yourself with professional entertainment. Aspire to it. Don't hold yourself to a standard that you can't achieve. Um, establish tone. Communicate. And then the uh, different sort of like depths and levels of role playing. And being okay with the levels that everyone is at. I um, think that about does it for this episode of Two a Game Master. Uh check out 2hgm.com contact us feedback we also have a twitter and patreon link in addition to bunch of free shit yeah, on our website cool uh role playing shit to download we have the clips some engine
1: frameworks yeah
0: and we have some dungeon worksheets we have another game we have 10 minute dungeon Um, Yeah, just some fun stuff up there. Uh, We are also hard at work on Afterlife, our post-apocalyptic, our original post-apocalyptic role-playing system, which is, I would say, conceptually familiar and mechanically innovating.
1: Sure, I'll sign off on that. Yeah,
0: We have a really (laughs) cool combat and damage system, I think, is pretty rad. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But also, like, it's role playing. If you've role played anything before, you're going to come to this and be like, oh, yeah, I understand how this works. And uh, we also did a lot of, like, lore and, and writing. It's a fucking cool setting, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. It's cool. Gives you, a, it gives you, a, I think it gives you enough to make your own stuff. Yeah. But also, there's enough if you don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, there's, yeah there's, yeah, there's room for both. Um,. Join us next time for another episode
0: of Two Head of Game Master. Real quick, I have a recommendation. I want to recommend the 2008 or 2009 movie, Surfs Up. Where um, is this coming from? Well, it's coming from this being a conversation about managing your expectations and chill vibes. Yeah. Surfs Up is a. I think it was 2007. Oh, yeah. So I was just like, we were counting down to yeah. the actual year. Yeah. Uh, Surf's Up is a great story about a penguin who loves to surf and he wants to surf so bad and he, you know, like risks everything to have his like big (laughs) shot to have his like one chance at glory and to, you know, be the best at surfing. Mm -hmm. And he has a really fun adventure where he learns to manage his expectations and he learns to value fun over, you know, a... He learns to value fun and vibes over... Accolades and achievement, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's one of my all time favorites. And
1: Shila Buff, uh, Jeff Bridges, Jeff Bridges, Zoe Deschanel,
0: yeah, John Hedder of Heder. Napoleon Dynamite fame. He hasn't done much, mm-hmm. but he, he was Chicken Joe,
1: and a couple other like actual surfers, yeah, are, some like famous
0: know, surf yeah. boys who I can't name because, yeah, I'm not super into the surfing scene. Know. I could stand up on a board, I <laughs> fall right over. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no. Check that out. Surf up. Surf's Fucking up. rules. Uh, thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of their song Pond Hill is Finest as the intro and outro to our show. And we will see you next time. See you next time.